congratulations to Red Bull Racing. F1 Constructors Champions for the first time in eight years at a very exciting American Grand Prix or United States of America Grand Prix or Grand Prix of America, I can't remember. He explained to me last week, I don't remember. I was in Texas with the biggest flags I've ever seen in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh so yes. You knew it was in America. So it was some form of American Grand Prix won by Max Verstappen. Red Bull won the title. Uh, we've got some driver news, we've got some race news. Yeah, really exciting weekend. Welcome Tom and Nick. Enjoy it all. Howdy. Even. Yeah, it was good. Eventually. Started off a bit poor. Yeah, thanks to a bundle pit stop, it was interesting. Mm. Yeah, it always livens it up when Red Bull make a mistake because it doesn't happen that often. Yeah, exactly, yeah. They're, they're metronomic, aren't they? Mm. Mm. Plenty of other drivers made mistakes on their own this weekend, so I'm sure we'll touch upon that. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, your boy was back and he didn't give himself a good account. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even <laughs> thinking of that, but yeah. <laughs> so... All the talk going into the weekend was about the cost cap. It was supposed to be resolved at the weekend, but sadly, Red Bull co-founder Dietrich Maschitz passed away just before qualifying. So that all got parked, understandably. So uh, also quite a bad weekend for Red Bull in that respect. You see Christian Horner on TV, very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, right before qualifying, and then quite a fitting way to mark him by winning the championship that weekend. It was, and let's not forget, uh, how much the Red Bull sponsorship has given to all the motorsport and all the drivers. Whether, you know, quite a divisive character. Although, let's say, let's be honest, it's um, it's Horner and Helmut Marker who are mainly the public-facing characters that give perhaps sometimes negative connotations towards the, the brand and the team. Mm. Whereas Mataschitz doesn't do that so much. And yeah, the amount of Red Bull logos on helmets of motorcycle riders, Dakar competitors, WRC drivers and co-drivers... It's not just the two Formula One teams, right? Oh yeah, they they sponsor everything, don't they? Yeah, um, literally anything with a motor. Not even that, and um, things like skateboarding. Oh uh, yeah, all those sort of events. The soapbox race. The soapbox yeah. race. Yeah. Skydiving from space. Yeah. So let's hope that wackiness continues. Yeah, that's one thing I was wondering. Yeah, you 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 wonder if it was him that was driving all that, or if it's just part of the mm-hmm. machine. But he clearly had a love for Formula One. Who he sponsored Sauber for a while, didn't he? Before he ended up yep. buying yeah. two teams. So it's also a long time thing he was into. Yeah, I think that's now going to be ingrained in that company, though, isn't it? It's not going to go away. You'd hope so. Yeah, so that was a really sad weekend. Uh, start to the weekend on Saturday, just before qualifying, um, an FP. One, we saw the return of Giovinazzi, who promptly put it on the wall. And damaged the clutch, which meant a gearbox change. Um, yeah. D- defend yeah, your boy, good. Tom. Defend, defend your boy. There's no defence for this. Four <laughs> laps and in the barrier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was his chance. That f- yeah, that was his chance to get back in Formula 1, I think. And it's gone. Because other drivers who are really far less experienced managed 20 laps get data mm-hmm. for the team or at least evaluate the driver and old Geo didn't do that I'm afraid disaster I don't know if he gets another chance this year but that was that was mm. not ideal yeah probably not probably doesn't deserve oh, it oh I don't think he will actually because um, the Pietro Fittipaldi has to do too ah because they've got to fill in the uh, FP1 young driver quota 
Oh yeah, of course, and Giovinazzi doesn't count, does he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not only that, then because of the rush to get things ready, I think in a second free practice, didn't Magnussen have some tools or some parts still in his um, oh, pedal right. box? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it just impacted their preparation for the weekend. Yep, so that seat will be Hunkenberg's then, in all likelihood, which you'll be happy about. Mm. There was one almost driver announcement at the weekend. Uh, Logan Sargent was announced to be taking the Williams seat next year if he gets Super License points. Giant asterisk. Yeah. And it was interesting the way they did it, though, wasn't it? It was in the press conference and they said, just asked him, um, does Logan Sargent, is he ready for this seat? And he just basically went, yes, he'll be in the seat next year if he gets a Super License. <laughs> there was no refreshing. announcement. He just brought it up in the... Um, yeah, I've got a feeling that's not what was planned by no. the, the Williams PR team. The thing is, it's such a long season. Uh, mm. Elongated, frustratingly, in my opinion, by the F2 season having this big gap before the final round. Mm. Uh, why are they even in uh, the, far, the Middle East, Far East, Middle East? <laughs> are they? I can't remember what race they're at. Is it um, Abu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi is the last round mm-hmm. of the F2. Yeah. So I don't know. Could have ended the season in Monza, to be honest. Then that would have avoided this whole thing. Because now, what if he doesn't get the points? Uh, Williams is saying that they don't have a clear backup list yet. So it's a done deal. Except, what if he has a bad weekend, like he did in Spa, and a couple of yeah. other times this this year, where he's just sort of thrown it off. Yeah, it puts pressure on him as well, doesn't it? For the, the of course race. it does. Yeah, yeah. Which can't be good. So unless he performs well under pressure, fantastic. We'll have to find out. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm just not a huge fan of the F2 calendar being this spread out at the end. No, but at least I, Williams are going young again. That's yeah. But I also don't think he's the best of the F2 picky crop either. So I don't know. It's a bit of a weird. One. Oh well, maybe it's better than Colton Herter. <laughs> well, it's more likely. Yeah, he's just signed an extended deal in IndyCar now. Oh, is he? Now the F- yeah, now the F1 dream's gone. It's all right. Committed to the IndyCar. I do understand the argument that there should be more super license points available for IndyCar, but oh, fully, mm. fully, yeah. Like they they can't overrule the rules now to give him a license. So I think that yeah, was totally true. fair. If they want to change them now, go ahead. But uh, mm-hmm. all that push to change the rules mid-season, I don't like. Yeah, you you can't do that because then any time anyone wants a super license, they'll be like, "Well, you did it for them." Correct. Did you see Pelot's radio comments as well? That was quite cool that he got a drive in a McLaren mm. mm-hmm. after all those contract wranglings and miscommunications. He's yeah. obviously not changed the IndyCar team, but he's still allowed to drive McLaren other cars. And they gave him some feedback, didn't they? Like, "Oh, you're just locking up the rear brake too much at this particular corner." He's like, "Ah, oh, I'm just getting there. This car is amazing." <laughs> yeah, I know, it, it was really good to hear. That just shows shows the passion and how he realises it's like a really mm-hmm. privileged experience. Yeah, and he wasn't. It was uh, second quickest of the rookies that were driving around. Mm-hmm. Schwartzman, I think, was the quickest of the rookies yeah. that were driving He's around. talented. Robert he's Schwartzman. Not, yeah. He's also not Israeli. Uh, yeah, mm, he's ru- well, Russian, isn't yeah. he? He has yeah. Israeli nationality there. Yep, from where he was born. Ah. Yeah, he is a Ferrari junior, I think, isn't he? He is, yeah. And I think he, he could do something. 
I assume he'll be in again for another race as well, for a free practice. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Mexico's been announced till 2025. They've had a deal extended today. Um, Yay. We're also <laughs> expecting the cost cap to be resolved this week. Fed up of hearing about it. Yeah. yeah. Just Red Bull gets to negotiate the deal. That's a bit weird. Yeah, that's the bit that annoys me. It should be like, well, this is your punishment. Off you go. Not, what punishment would you like? Yeah. The the rumours, again, rumours, it's annoying. It's all just rumours and nobody just says what it could mm-hmm. be as financial and wind tunnel restrictions for next year. But, again, that's just ongoing rumours. It's just annoying that they can't get it sorted and done. It takes forever and they want to do anything. Yeah. Any more news? Yeah. As suspected, Audi is partnering with Sauber. Mm. Of course, yeah. 2026. We all knew it. Don't know why they couldn't announce it at the time. Mm-hmm. Now it's now it's there. It does mean uh, we'll have Sauber back, doesn't it, for a couple of years? Because Alfa Romeo will pull out at the end of 2023, so I'm assuming yeah. it'll be the Sauber team until Audi come in. And, but you'd suspect that Audi's doing some funding. Oh, yeah. to keep them going or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, Brad, we should jump into perhaps that uh, Brad Pitt was spotted, wasn't he, at the Grand Prix? Because he's doing a movie, but Lewis Hamilton has helped sort of curate. Uh, he's put a team together and they're going to start filming next year. Ah, was Brad Pitt there? I didn't see. They didn't show a picture of him every <laughs> 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah even during the race. Yeah. I mean, yeah, give him some coverage, fair enough. But yeah, don't keep cutting to him every time something's happening on track. Well, that was, yeah, we'll cover that at the end of the race because there was a point where Vettel mm. was doing some stuff and instead we were seeing Tim Cook. So that was a running theme of cutting away to people at this race. Yeah. Ah, oh, never mind on our Apple product again. Ha! <laughs> How can someone be so uncool be the, the boss of a cool company? Yeah. That's the worst flag waving I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I know. That was so, so bad. Or at least practice. Someone, or someone give him mm. some pointers. <laughs> And it wasn't smiling. Oh, no. wow. He's so unenthusiastic. It's ridiculous. It's like he was chained to the ground. He's got to do this. <laughs> oh, dear. Could so, be worse. Could be one of Apple's adapters. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should see the adapters coming out of my MacBook you now just to get it connected to the phone <laughs> and screen. That's pure profit. That is the Tim Cook way mm. of introducing. Because he's an accountant, isn't he? He's yes. not a visionary. So. Mm. He's like this nickel and diamond for adapters. Like the new iPad just came out, and they've already got an Apple Pencil too. But the new iPad works only with the old one, so you have to buy a Lightning to USB. Oh, bloody hell! Let's move on. God, yeah. <laughs> so qualifying, Carlos Sainz took pole from Leclerc and Verstappen. Um, both Perez and Leclerc are penalties though, so it was Sainz, Verstappen, Hamilton at the start, the top three. There was a big gap between Norris and Ricardo, as Ricardo's just... Mm-hmm. I don't mind the ball and poking all the bits into his car anymore, to be honest. That's, that's such a disparity. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't explain a gap that big. No, it's ridiculous. Um, but, but, in his defence, the gap between Alonso and Ocon was equally as big. True. True, mm-hmm. Ocon had a shocker. A great lap from Sainz Jr. <laughs> oh, Jr.? Yeah, I like the uh, addition of that one. But yeah, That's his name, lap. isn't it? 
It is, just don't often hear it, do we? Yeah, yeah true. But yeah, Saints Junior, he's, he's smashed it. Mm. Uh, I don't know why Ferrari were quick in qualifying, because in the race they were nowhere. Yeah, the, the long run pace is hampered by the tire deck, but yeah. they've not really been on it in qualifying recently either. I know Claire put in a good race, but like in comparison to pace Verstappen wise, it's just incomparable. Yeah. So the race start, then uh, Verstappen got a great launch, took the lead into turn one. Sainz went deep and tried to cut back underneath. He gets caught up behind Max and has to lift off the roll, but George Russell is just sent up completely up the inside. Slightly walking up and runs into the back of Sainz, spinning him. Russell gets a bit of front wing damage, a five second penalty, and Sainz is out of the race immediately. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit amateurish from George, I think. Locked up. Yeah, it's, well, unfortunate, I should say. It's uh, He's held his hands up, but I definitely yeah, think Science had a part to play in it. Yeah, he uh, said afterwards that he expected Science to try and hang it around the outside because he had yeah. went so far wide. Uh-huh. Um, but that little cutback, it just didn't work at all because <laughs> he, 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 yeah. he misjudged it and then he ended up having to lift off. So he didn't run yes. the back of Verstappen. It's just the, the nature of that corner. You kind of got to expect there's going to be someone on the inside. So I just feel like he should have left a little bit more room, but it was still totally George's fault. I agree. George's fault, but science did change his line. Mm-hmm. And I think George only got a five second penalty, and that's probably an admittance of, well, yeah, he did turn him around, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. 100% his fault. Yeah. Well, Claire got held up in this and he lost a couple of positions at the start. Juan strolls up to third somehow. Manages yeah. to avoid all of that and uh, gets himself up to third. Uh, Norris is fighting with Vettel through the essays and he has to cut across to one of them and concedes position. So you've got two Aston Martins, I think, in the top five at that point. Hmm. Yeah, Vettel made great progress at the start. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was he was on it this weekend, Vettel. Mm-hmm. Ever since he's announced his retirement, he's suddenly woken up. Yeah, weird that. Mm. So Russell then got strolling at five, and he goes up to third. Perez is making easy work in the midfield. He's just cutting through to close up the leaders. He's got a flappy end plate though, which if he was in mm-hmm. a house would have got him the meatball flag. Um, but it flies off as he's overtaken Stroll, so he avoids the potential being brought into the pits. That's mm. bad, and it really annoyed me. Because yeah. as soon as Magnussen has a flappy wing, they're literally like, meatball flag, game <laughs> over. Here, it's like, oh, well, we'll see what happens. Oh, there's indecision. I don't know what the process was. Mm. And it fell off, which proves the reasoning for giving yes. Magnussen meatball flags early in the year, in that it could fly off, and that could cause a puncture or hit someone in the face. Mm-hmm. So... I have no idea why um, that wasn't given. Um, Haas protested after the race, didn't they, and got denied, I think. Yeah. Yes. Joke. Yeah. Rid- ridiculous. There's a few Haas protests, but we'll come to the next one. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll come to the next one separately. In a bit. That, that's just ridiculous. I, I really was mad how that was not a, a meatball flag. I mean, personally, would I give it? I'm not sure I would, but given the precedent set yeah, twice exactly. to Magnussen, you, come on, you can't be this inconsistent. Mm-hmm. 
I think if he had went a couple more laps, he would have got it. But he was lucky that it should be like that. when it did. Yeah. Should be, all oh, right, it's within a lap. Done. Mm-hmm. Or you can go and shed in it and deliberately yeah. thwack against the <laughs> hay bale. And get rid of your wing. But the, and the other thing as well at this point was, okay, yeah, there's people overtaking Aston Martins. It's not interesting because it's inevitable. Yeah. And if you feel bad in this current... Uh, to me, these F1 rules haven't worked in so much as actually, okay, in theory, you're going to be closer behind. But when the field spread is so big, what's the point? You know, the top three teams are miles ahead of everyone else. So the mm. best Aston Martin can get is seventh. It's well, mad. There's, there's not even a chance of a podium unless other people crash into each other. No, I think the rules have worked in closing the cars because you saw when the front runners were fighting, they could follow through mm-hmm. sector one. But in terms of closing up the field, it, it, it hasn't. Like, yeah. yeah, So many yeah, teams have, have not made the steps that they should have made or wanted to make that basically back where we were a year ago. If you look at the gap between Mercedes and Aston and McLaren and Alpha, it's actually very similar to what it was before. Except yeah, totally. F- Ferrari and Red Bull are even further ahead. Yeah, and at least last year we actually had a fight at the front. No, Red Bull's yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that far ahead. I know that's been my big disappointment this year is we didn't get... Because the, the idea at the start of the season was we might have six or seven cars fighting for the win one weekend because we don't know and everyone yeah, will be so exactly. close. And like then 2011 or 12 or whatever. Exactly. And then as soon as we saw pre-season testing and then the first race of the year, it was like, oh, no, that's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. I remember thinking that Saudi Arabia, oh, my mm. God, they're so far ahead of everyone else. Mm. Was it Charles versus Max? It's like, yeah, yeah it's a great, an amazing battle. We all got sucked up in it. But then you realise that they're half a lap ahead of the rest of the field. And you think, mm. yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, so. Then this the Aston Martins brought that home to me in this race because, oh, they're falling backwards. Yeah, I mean, in all theory, the, the rule set should bring them closer together over the course of the next few years because of that, the, the better you do, the less testing True. or yep. internal time you get. Let's be open-minded. But we'll see how much difference that makes. Mm. Tom isn't convinced. Mm-hmm. Never no. am I, but it should. <laughs> but let's remain hopeful. Yeah. Yes. Uh, then the goat has a spin. What if he loses it? <laughs> Going through the S's on his own. It's quite yeah. windy though there, Colin. Come on. It was quite windy. Um, at least it went the right way this week. It wasn't <laughs> like in Japan where he took the wrong chicane and then blamed the car. Uh, I don't know if we even mentioned that during that podcast, but that was the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. I think we did, but yeah, it was. Let's mention it again. <laughs> oh, I don't know what happened there. It's a bit weird, the car. I mean, to be fair, that wasn't what he meant, but because that was a delayed radio message. It was when he tried to spin it round, it didn't spin. Uh, right, okay. It's what he was actually talking about. But Sorry. it's much more funny to think of it the way <laughs> that it came across. Oh, dear. Poor lad. Uh, not to be outdone and undoing what was looking like a promising weekend at that point. Valtteri Bottas spins uh, turn 19, the penultimate corner, beaches it in the gravel and brings it to safety car. This run of form is not acceptable. Yeah. For the whole team. The, like, the, no points again. They looked really good this weekend for qualifying. It looked like they, they might, at the start of the race might be fighting. But didn't bring it home? Nope. Nope. Made a mess of it as usual. 
So that brought out the safety car, which gave a cheap pit stop for both Leclerc and Vettel. Brought them back into the mix. Max keeps the lead at the restart, and then we get an airplane crash on the back straight as uh, Lance Stroll moves over on Alonso, and Alonso gets chucked into the air. Very lucky that the front end comes down in the ground before he hits the barrier, and strolls out with big damage, and Alonso manages to continue. And he makes it back to the pits, gets a new wing, has a flappy wing mirror, and the safety car's out. Uh, a couple of other bits of damage in the field. Mm. Norris was the most prominent, I suppose. You saw it on camera, a big yeah. chunk of carbon fibre white to his, uh, his wheel mm-hmm. arch, whatever you call it, the wheel fin. Uh, yeah, what are they called? Not sure. We'll go wheel fin, because I need to mention it later. Yeah, I don't think Norris knew what it was called, because he was saying that thing that's above the wheel yeah. is gone. So, I don't know what they're actually called. No, they did say it at some point, but I can't remember. Winglets or something. Mm. So yeah, what did you guys think about this crash? Because I, I, I was very angry on Twitter at the time. Uh, oh, yeah. wait. Can I look that up now? <laughs> well, for me, why are you defending that far down the straight? For a start, he's going to pass you regardless. There's so much more straight to go. Um, but also, defending that late is just ridiculous. Yes. And then Ducari would have got an immediate penalty for that. Because yeah. it's, it's illegal to block in that series. And mm-hmm. F1 is a bit more nuanced. But that was ridiculous. Alonso was right up his rear wing. So he probably couldn't mm. really see him in his mirrors. But if you can't see one in your mirrors... You yeah. don't move like that. And he does see him, because he, he checks his left mirror and mm-hmm. then jinks in front of him. And if I was Alonso, I would have been much more angrier than he was. I think he was more in shock. Yeah. Than anything. The fact that he's going to be his teammate next year as well isn't going to be great. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that was the awkward thing. So do you stand by your opinion that it was a race ban? Probably softened on it a little bit, but it was it was so dangerous. To yeah, move like that on a street. I can't believe Alonso finished, but yeah, that was amazing. It reminds me of was it Azerbaijan and McLaren once where he had like two, one wheel left, and then <laughs> he pitted and then carried on. Uh, yeah, never say die. I like that spirit, but it shouldn't have been in that scenario because what was Stroll doing? Yeah, but crazy. the thing with Stroll is, this is a continued thing of late defensive mm-hmm. moves. Yeah. So you're right, ban him. And didn't he also say something on the lines of, um, yeah, it was my fault, but he drove into me? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. He says, yeah, I probably moved a bit late, but there was plenty of room to the left of me. It left him mm. loads of space. I was like, the guy's like half a yeah. foot off your rear wing. At 200 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. Come on. That's just so stupid. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I want, uh, during the race, I wanted them banned for the race immediately because I thought that was ridiculous. Well, um, I wouldn't be disappointed if that was the case. I think it might be a tad harsh, but I could understand it as well. It will yeah, I've, I've it'll prob- continue to happen. Yeah, I've probably softened on it now, but at the time I was fuming watching that because it was it's so dangerous. Alonso, if he had hit that barrier while he was doing a wheelie, could have broke his back, let's be honest, mm. if he had hit the barrier with the floor of the car. Yeah. He was lucky that the, the car came back down to the ground, which I don't know if that's pure luck or if they're designed to not fly into there. But that was a, that was a close one. And I think he got a free place penalty for Mexico this week. 
Yeah. Oh, well, at least that's something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll drop him from 14 to 17. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Alonso continued, but he had a flappy wing mirror, which he was making moves back for the field. He's really quick, and then the flappy wing mirror fell off. Mm-hmm. Um, Why wasn't it black and orange at the time? Well, it cut on board. And you could clearly see the mirror was yeah. flapping, although the commentators didn't notice it at the time. Which, yeah. But they went on board and showed the thing flapping up and down. Apparently, Hash reported it to the FIA twice. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the FIA did nothing about it. There's even talk that one of the FIA guys spoke to Alpine and said it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Alonso finished the race, I think it was sixth or seventh? Seventh. seventh. But uh, after the race, Haas protested it and he got a 30 second penalty, a stop go penalty for it, for having an unsafe car. The stewards criticised the race directors for not instructing them to bring it in mm-hmm. in their decision and said they were shocked that the race director didn't do anything about it. And then um, Alpine appealed, or Al- Alpine appealed Haas's <laughs> appeal saying that they'd submitted it too late, so now there'll be a hearing, I think, tonight, Thursday, uh-huh. um, where it'll be decided if he keeps his penalty or if he gets back his seventh place. Well, for me, he should keep the place. For me, the error is on the part of the race director or whoever it is that should bring him in. Um, I think, yes, he should have been told black and orange and get it fixed, but he wasn't. So yeah. I, I don't see that they did anything wrong. The That's FIA it. say it's the team's responsibility to run a safe car at all times. So it's up to the team to decide to bring okay. the car in. But then they're told that it's fine. <laughs> so Correct. Yeah, I don't get that. It's just a bit more incompetence for the race control again. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's more than mis- it's it's Michael Massey's style mistakes that he was making last year as well. So I don't know. If it's just a problem in the race control or if it's just people don't want to make decisions, but to me that one was a clear you need mm-hmm. to come in. Yeah. So everyone's worried that it sets a precedent if you leave your mirror you have to retire. Because one of the points the steward yeah. says is it was unsafe to drive with only one mirror. Yeah. The weird bit I don't get is if you watch the footage of the crash, the mirror's fine. Afterwards. So I don't know when it gets damaged. Maybe it was Maybe it just fell apart immediately after the yeah. camera cut or something. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming it's a, a crack or something that's yeah, the vibrations be. have just made yeah. it worse over time. It does. It definitely does get clipped in that incident. And mm-hmm. right, maybe you're right. It just gets worse over time. It's a weird precedent as well because if race control tells you you're fine, you continue, and then at the end <laughs> of the race, someone protests you and you lose all your points. Yeah. I can see why Pass did it though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. After what Magnussen's been through, absolutely. Mm. It kind of says now that as soon as you get a bit of damage, you should be ringing your own car in the pits. So, Stroll's an idiot. And, um, <laughs> yes, that's the conclusion. That's yes. the conclusion out of that. So, then Leclerc catches Perez after the restart and he puts a big dive onto the end of the straight in the left-hander. Mm, that was, that nice. was excellent. Yeah. It was, it was uh, you know, Perez always does this whole move in a braking zone. Mm-hmm. But Leclerc was still there. He still was committed and went mm. for it. I like that. Because you'd been caught napping there, Sergio. 
Yeah. So you either defend or you, you let him through when he tried to do a bit of both after too late, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm yeah. very glad there was still space and Charles didn't lock up. Yeah, he, he held that nicely, didn't he? And kept it on track as well. Yeah, yeah. Even though Sergio Perfect. was convinced, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a big overtaking place. There's a few midfield overtakes. Um, so then we get a long pit stop for Verstappen. Then he drops behind Hamilton Leclerc. Uh, so they're going for their second stop. Sebastian Vettel leads the race. Gets his 3,500 lap or something that Ted uh, know that was going uh, on about. Fantastic yeah. start that really helped the race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, Vettel was leading for a while. Only because um, he didn't pit, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Max then gets up inside the turn one of Leclerc, but Leclerc managed to get the switch back and keep the place. Um, but as soon as they got into the straight, um, Max got past them quite easily. Resistance is futile. Goes back to how they were both yeah. on the same age, medium tyres, and in the Leclerc out qualifies Max in the race. It's just another level. It's almost like they flick a different switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we get quite an exciting chase for the lead. Although it looks completely ine- completely inevitable that uh, Max is going to get worse after the tail pits. Mm-hmm. Max then takes the lead on lap 50. Uh, Lewis tries to fight him back, moves a bit under braking as well, uh, going into the, the left-hander. Um, but Max easily takes the lead and pulls, I think, a five-second gap. Yeah, it's a very Perez move from mm-hmm. Hamilton, actually, that wasn't yeah. too keen on it. No, there's quite a lot in that that corner of the weekend, people moving over. Yeah. Uh, and then we look to Lando Norris, who is flying. Um, he says on the radio as the bit of camera fiber hits his car and smashes half it off, the teams come back and say, um, I think we've lost some weird downforce. And he says that may be a good thing, actually, over the radio. And then the <laughs> preceding 15 laps, he's absolutely flying. Manages to get up to six. Mm. Patel has a real long pit stop, which completely undoes what the good work he was doing. Yes, unfortunate. But then it gives him some great overtaking moves as he comes back through the field. He gets, uh, I think it gets Joe pretty quickly, then he gets Albon round outside of the right hand at 18. And then on the final lap, as the fireworks are going off, he manages to pull the same move on Magnussen. He's right on the curb, his car's squirrely, but he manages to hold it, get up the inside the 19. And then he, I thought he moved a bit under braking as well in the final corner as Manston goes for a dive. Uh, but yes, he, he keeps so. the position. And mm. so he comes home, I think, in eighth at that point. And um, decent recovery. But he gets up to seven following the, the ones of penalty. You were saying earlier that Jensen Button said it was the best overtake ever, or one of them. Yeah. And I was a bit. Uh, <laughs> but when you watch how. I just rewatched it now. And through the entry part of turn 16 to 17, he's so far out wide and so sideways at that point. Yeah. Not the latter part, just the entry phase. Oh, mm. that, that is impressive, actually. Yeah. But there's a tyre disparity that makes it not one of the best of all time, and any overtake yeah. with that is, does not count, in my opinion. <laughs> it, it was genuinely a very good move, but yeah, not, not the best ever. No. Uh, top three of the season, probably. Mm-hmm. Magnuson at Degna one. That's that's number one. Yeah. yeah. And then I'd maybe even put Russell after that for his little dive up the inside the end of the S's. Oh yeah. Mm. 
my memory's not good enough to remember the previous 20 races but so yeah there was that. feels like 6,000 races though doesn't it yeah it does it does so it was a decent recovery for Norris Russell took the fastest lap on the final lap of the race after pitting again um, it looked like Williams would get points but they end up falling out Sonoda manages to get points uh, for the first time I think in a lot of while Ocon got a point and Alonso ends up 15th after his penalties um, despite the penalty he was still ahead of Ricardo so there's always that um, goodness think, me that's um, an amazing start so it looks like just mention Ricardo the talk from Ted Kravitz is uh, he might be going back to Red Bull as their reserve driver for next year yeah which he then immediately denied that he has already signed something he hasn't denied that he won't but yeah <laughs> yeah I don't think it really matters what he does next year he won't be on the grid it's just whether or not he can get something for the year after. Yeah. I'm also a little bit beyond caring, mm. which is very sad to say. But yeah. true. He's not been good enough this year for to really care, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So we're on to Mexico this weekend. And I think it's another nighttime one for us back here, which is nice. Probably, yeah. Sergio Perez is going to win? Um, Possibly. Nope. Russ Brussel says that Mercedes <laughs> should be crap here, but then Total Wolf says it should be good. So who knows? I believe Russell. <laughs> Their yeah. upgrades definitely helped a bit. But so late in the season. Why are they even bothering? I know. Well there's still fifty three points year. after next year, yeah, but there's fifty three points between Ferrari and Mercedes, so there's a still no, a chance to get second. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> With the final three races. Yeah, the no. star fight for second in the drivers' championship as well. There is, yeah, and That's then close. there's potential a freeway fight for fourth. Yeah, I oh, know. I literally don't care about that. <laughs> I know, I know. It's hard. You got to look for these little things to look at <laughs> when uh, absolutely nothing else is happening. But wow, Lando Norris 109 points, Daniel Ricciardo 29. Oh, yeah, I know. I feel like I'm hating on Ricardo a lot here, but this that's appalling. Well, yeah, it's it's not like it's without good reason, though. No. The numbers no. don't lie. Mm. Unless no. it's to do with Paul de Resto, in which case they do. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm still bitter where he lost his force India drive when he'd outscored his teammate. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, he should have kept that drive. That was a shame. Oh, yeah, definitely. But and we do get, get to see the, the second best podium of the year at Mexico. What's the first ah, best? Yes. What's the what's the be- the first best? Oh my god, <laughs> Monza. Oh yeah, of course, easy. Yeah, yeah, Monza's good, but they've got the lift and the DJs at Mexico, haven't they? Yeah, the DJs mm-hmm. all good as hell though. <laughs> that, that's part of the fun, I think. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wonder so, who's going to be this time? Oh, Tiesto, god, David Guetta. Have you seen his, his? Have you heard this popular? I sound like a really old fart now. <laughs> but remember, I'm blue dabba dee dabba die. Yeah. yeah, he's got a popular song that's like a cover of that at the minute. Yeah. It's like I'm blue and I think I can die on something, something. <laughs> Change the lyrics. Oh my Get a God. cover. It's appalling. <laughs> yeah, I've not, not heard that. If you thought me saying that was bad, you've got to listen to the actual thing. Uh, I think I'm all right. Yeah, <laughs> but that would be amazing if Sergio won there and seen the scenes there. Oh, as he comes up in the left. I'm almost tempted to put money on it. Not that I condone gambling anyway, or that I gamble. 
Right, yeah, Russ, I was going to win. Oh, Russell. I thought you were going to do your Bet365 Ray Winston there. Bet365. Bet and play. <laughs> now. Now. Nah. Well, Tom's one sounded like I can imagine Ray Winston's dog would talk like him. <laughs> <laughs> it's still better than the accent he did in uh, Black Widow. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. That is horrendous. <laughs> oh. He got paid for that. I know. It yeah. was like. It was like every sentence started fine in Russian and it ended up in West London by <laughs> <laughs> the end of every sentence. There's only one actor with a worse Russian accent and that's Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, he just did Scottish. You couldn't have been yep. bothered. <laughs> oh, ridiculous. So, yeah, that was enjoyable. I quite enjoyed that race. Yeah, the American Grand Prix or whatever it was called. So, on New Mexico, packed, which is a fun crowd track. as well. Oh, yeah. Mm, biggest crowd ever. Was it? Goodness me. Yep. Well, we didn't see the W Series, though, that weekend, because of the run at money. Oh, we didn't oh, mention yes. that. It seems like it's dead, doesn't it? They say they're coming back next year. Yeah, uh, I know, but so does Daniel Ricciardo, to a point. <laughs> Hamilton made a good point, though, didn't he? He said that the FIA could have stepped in and helped, but they chose not to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the FIA or F1 did announce that they're going to launch a female-only Formula 4, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. So that debut is, I think, next year. Um, or is it Formula 3? Uh, it's Formula 4. Was it Formula 4? It's meant to be a, f- a feeder series 2 F3. All right, okay. Exclusively for females? Yes. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. So there'll be two women-only uh, series next year. I don't... Well, no, they won't because WCUs won't exist. <laughs> well, the, um, the the FIA one, I think, is for drivers between, I think, 16 and 22 mm-hmm. or something. It is, yeah, for young and upcoming drivers. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, so, so it's affordable. Yeah, but it that's the main thing. Be. Yeah. There's well, enough the money in the sport to support WCUs. I think that's a shame that they've had to cut their season into. Anyway, uh, sorry. I feel the big debate for me with W Series is that Jamie Chadwick won it three years in a row. Yeah. Half a million for each win, allegedly, although you never know how much goes to management and agents and uh, yeah. what she actually gets. But would we see her entering something else next year? That's well, she question. tried to get F3 and F2, and she just couldn't afford it. That right, it's was, bad, isn't it? You know, she won that prize money. And, so yeah. where would you go if you were her? I, I would guess... ELMS or something like this. Yeah, which well, in the Mon series sharing a car. She's already won things, isn't she? In is it GT4? She won an Aston Martin race. I think so. So yeah, I'd love to see her get a chance in F1, but me too. It's not going to happen, I don't think. No, and it's it's kind of failed in a way W Series because you've got this incredible driver who's dominated, and there's no way for it to go at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's not worked as a development series for anyone. It has it not worked as a development series, but part of the aim was to uh, inspire other women to see women yes. succeeding. And it was on, what, like uh, mainstream TV channels mm-hmm. and YouTube on the internet and stuff. So you would, I think we have to judge it as a success and failure based on if more, if it's got more females into karting or sim mm-hmm. racing or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know how you quantify that. So As a competitive series, aim. it wasn't the best, but yeah, it Correct. did achieve its other aims of promoting women in motorsport and also the FIA bringing in their own one shows that the idea is still there. 
Mm. So Chadwick says she doesn't expect to be in WCS next year, even if it goes. She tested Indie Lights earlier this year, enjoyed it, mm. and is uh, looking to... She tested with Andretti, and she's looking mm. to use that as a possibility for next year. So she could be racing in Indie Lights. I, I would like to see her in um, one of these teams that's coming back to Le Mans. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Porsche, Peugeot, Toyota, Glickenhaus, Alpine, Cadillac, Acura, Ferrari, and I think there's another one that I've forgotten, and BMW, and they're all coming back with either a car that can be running the WEC or the mm-hmm. IMSA series. So there's got to be several drives available around there. It's a top-level competition, manufacturer-backed, rapid cars. I think she would be a good fit in that. Hmm. No, I, I agree with that. But we're not holding the purse strings, are we? So. No. 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 So yeah, that was a bit of shame over the weekend. That was gone. But hopefully back next year. Um, any more for you guys for this week? Nope. On to Mexico. On to Mexico. Viva la Mexico. <laughs> Don't look too excited about it. Adios. <laughs> yes, you've got to call it something in the intro though, Connie. What, the Mexican Grand Prix? Yeah, whatever it's actually officially going to be called. I have no idea what it's called. Can we have a look? <laughs> you, know, you know I'm terrible at names. <laughs> You've got to do it in uh, Spanish. Uh... <laughs> well, it's maybe better than my Italian. My Italian's <laughs> never went well on this podcast. See, si. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, it has got a name. Oh dear. For, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna try it, but not in a Spanish accent. Formula One Gran Premio de la Curidad de Mexico, 2022. I don't, I don't, I've completely crucified the. Pronunciation of Shui Dad? <laughs> and with that, it's time to go. It is. Um, so, if you've downloaded this, thank you. If you got this far, well done. And uh, <laughs> we'll be back next week with uh, Mexican Grand Prix. Only three more races to go. We're nearly there. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> so, we'll see you then. Adios. 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 <laughs>